Welcome to episode 17 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Star Trek Beyond and Lights Out. And we will be discussing the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. I think we have watched a lot of movies today. Oh man, a lot, a lot, a lot. We've uh, been we've been up since like eight this morning. Earlier than that, even. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of movies. But hey, gotta do what you gotta do. And hey, it wasn't half bad, right? I mean, I got hungry along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> fair, fair. Um, yeah, but we we ate in between, so it wasn't it wasn't too too bad. Um, it was decent. It was decent. The well, food was okay. It was decent. I lived. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start with Star Trek Beyond. So, All right. Um, Guys, the first two movies are spoiler free, oh, good, by the way. Okay. So you won't hear any spoilers from us yep. until we Star reach. Star Trek Beyond lights out where we're going to stay spoiler free. Yeah. So, no right. worries there. We're going to get right into it here. Um, are you a fr- fan of Star Trek? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. J.J. Abrams has actually made me a fan. Okay. Okay. I think that's I think that's a lot of people these days. Like, I, I've seen a couple episodes here, there, the original series, and of even of Enterprise and of um, the Next Generation. I've, I don't think I've actually. I may have seen like one of the old older movies, but I I don't think I've actually ever seen any of the older movies, which. I know Wrath of Khan is, like, praised as, like, one of the best ones, so I need to get on that. But, um, yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Um, these newer movies have really... I've really enjoyed them, and Star Trek Into Darkness is definitely my favorite thus far. Um, but Star Trek Beyond was pushing, pushing it, in my opinion. So let's get right to it. Um, what did you think of Star Trek Beyond? Surprisingly, I really had fun in this movie. And the reason why I'm going to use the word surprisingly is because I don't, I think I was in the really minority here. I was actually really worried about Justin Lin directing this movie because I'm only used to seeing him in the Fast and Furious franchise. So I was really worried. And this was a different genre for him because I saw James Wan try to step out of that horror genre. And to me, Fast Seven wasn't fantastic. It was okay. It was it wasn't yeah. that great. So it was really. I had a bunch of fun in this movie, and he did prove to me that he can work on other genres. So great job, Justin Lin, for proving me wrong. <laughs> Agreed. I am definitely um, looking forward to what he does next. Will be it another Star Trek movie because I think this movie was um, excellently directed. I think the pacing was it was so quick and so like you were never bored watching this movie. And you also had some slower moments, and it kind of it gave you like a little break at times. And I think the pacing worked really well. Um, and I think what goes into that fast pace is just the amount of action in this movie. It a lot of people, diehard Star Trek fans, complained that Into Darkness was just a good action movie. It wasn't a good Star Trek movie. Well. This one definitely doesn't hold back on the action, but I still think it's a good Star Trek movie. Um, so, did you like the action in this movie? I thought the action was pretty great in this movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, when stuff hit the fan, it hit the fan, so... Oh, it did. It hits, <laughs> and it hits it, and it hits it early and often. Um, yeah, we just jump right into it, and it's like, oh, all right, so we're here, okay. Yeah. So. Um, and I think the visuals, it was visually impressive, especially... Um, some of the large scale action definitely was like, wow, that that's like, looks pretty good. It never took you out of it. Never like, okay, we're watching CGI action right now. Yeah, that's I mean, decent. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that um that Justin Lim continued was I really felt a part of the adventure. So I had a lot of fun in this movie. Um, the chemistry between these characters is always great. I mean, they've had great chemistry since the first movie. And I'm really glad to see that these actors are still having fun playing these characters because mm-hmm. we love these characters. Um, Agreed. Um, Carl, I, yeah. Carl Urban. <laughs> I don't know if that's even has a name, but his comedic relief. Bones. <laughs> Bones his yeah, comedic yeah. relief in all these movies is just 
he, fantastic. He might be my favorite character in the entire series. Um, he, his one-liners are just like, every time, you're just like, that was the perfect line for this moment. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And I also, going back to your point about the chemistry, I actually completely agree there. Um, the chemistry between, like, it just felt, and what I appreciated about this movie was that it felt like we were in a lived-in universe. Like, they had... We obviously we're not getting like uh, a series with these characters in between the movies, right? But it felt like right off the bat, the way they kind of had the dialogue and the way these characters interacted, it felt like we had been with them for seasons of TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it just felt like they all were so used to each other. So you're just like, oh, this is how it is. Like, of course. And going along with that, you also really feel... I think Kirk is definitely the character you were supposed to be following throughout this entire series, but in this movie in particular. Because Uh he... At the beginning of this movie, so this isn't a spoiler, like, he's feeling very, like, I'm done with this. Like, this is getting tiring. And I think the movie really explores that idea of if you're out on a five-year mission to just kind of go with no plan and just explore, that's going to drain on you. And I think the movie really plays around with that idea from a couple of aspects, from Kirk and then also from a few other areas in the movie that we won't get to. Um, so I actually really liked some of the themes that they touched on. Yeah, and he's... I think Cap, I think Kirk is extremely mature in this movie compared to the other movies. Definitely. He's way more mature. So it's it's a different look at him at this point Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to see him in this in this level yeah so you know that's that's all i have to say in my positives me too i'm that it like i really did enjoy this um but unfortunately we do have to get to some negatives not a lot but let's get to them do you have any anything big ish um, okay, it just Alba did a good job with the villain. I'm not gonna say he did a horrible job. Same. Um, I, I just think that we needed, we needed to really care for his motivations and stuff like that. I mean, I don't particularly care for the villain, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does not match up to Khan from the second movie. Yeah, so. Agreed. I think it definitely, um, this feels like a Marvel villain, and that's not less like he wasn't a bad villain. It's just kind of like vanilla. He's like he's he's there. He's not uh, mem- super memorable, but he's not gonna be like oh the villain. <laughs> Come on, let me tell you, you know it's not he wasn't bad. Um, it's just I think for most of the movie you don't know his motivations. So the thing is, he comes across as oh he's just a villain to be a villain, and then eventually we get to his motivations, but it's just not enough to especially save the since, especially since it's like late in the movie yes. that that they were real yep. his origin yeah. and stuff like that. So it's really I mean it's interesting. Don't get us wrong. It's definitely when it happens, you're like oh that's a cool little turn, but it's just not enough to make to make up for it. Most of the movie where you're just like, what is this guy doing? You yeah, because there's barely any, there's barely any dialogue with him anyways. True. When it comes to... And then there's also like, some story points, like, at, at the very end in the last act where I'm just like, wait, why is he, how is he doing this now? When, yeah, there's yeah. another negative. They don't really explain, if, they don't explain a few things. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they don't explain a few things and that got me lost. I'm, I was, I'm just in the theater like, what? Yeah. I mean, it's nice, but it wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't like, I mean, Batman v Superman levels where you're right, just we're like, gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna get <laughs> where it's just stuff. like, I have no idea how this is happening right now. <laughs> um, but it was just like little things are like, oh, oh, wait, how is this? Okay. Like you're just confused, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I would also say that because this is a side effect of things that I actually mentioned in my positive. Uh, in my positives, because of the pacing, how, how fast paced it was, and because of Kirk being our focus, we don't get enough, or we don't get as much as I wanted, as many as I wanted, of the smaller character moments with, with each individual character. Yes, we get an idea of them all being a team, and that's nice to see, but I didn't get, for me at least, I didn't get enough of the little moments between, like, just one or two characters where you're just like, 
Okay, like you're they're expressing their individuality as a character, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can agree. I can um, agree with that. And then also one small thing, this might not be a complaint for some people, but for me, after hearing like like I said, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but after hearing a lot of Star Trek fans that I know talk about this and I it I noticed in this movie the Enterprise takes a beat. <laughs> and like I I just don't like how they use the Enterprise in this movie. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I don't like how they use the Enterprise. I'm just... I mean... I don't like the impact. Like, I don't think... I don't think I should have... I don't think I had the right impact. Okay. I don't think it paid off well, is that's all I'm going to say, but I don't think I had the right amount of um, impact in there. Okay. Because it's the Enterprise. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be as vague as possible. Yeah. We've pro- you probably guess what we're talking about by now, but hopefully you've seen it. So, um, all right. Let's move. Well, actually, we didn't give our ratings. So, unless you have any more negatives, you want to get to our ratings? Uh, yeah, I'll get to our ratings. All right. Ozzy, what do you got it at? I got it at a 7.8. Whoa. That is lower than I was expecting. That was way lower than I was expecting, actually. No, because Star Trek Into Darkness for me is like at 8.4, 8. 8.5. 8. That's actually where I have this one. I have it at an 8.5. 8.5? Yeah. I actually, I I think this is a great movie. I Like I said, like, the flaws that we have with it, they're not huge things. I, keep, like, I, I don't know why I go for the 7 range. My bad. <laughs> Cause, no, because 7s are Cs and 8s are like, 8s eight, or 9s are like BA areas. So, so I'm, my, I'm like, I'm at 8.3. 8.3. Dude, why do you keep adjusting your score? No, because, podcast? no, because I need to, I need to really sit down with myself and really discuss this. No, but then, yeah, see, if I'm been, at, a, yeah, if I'm at 8.3, then Star Trek Into Darkness is like at 8. It's like at a nine at this point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, um, shout out to the website letterboxd.com because that's where I do all my like written stuff. And I actually have like listed out like benchmarks. Like this is what this score means. This is what this score means. So you should probably do something like that. So you have like a guideline for yourself yeah. in your head. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, just a little behind the scenes right here. Behind the, the scenes, podcast. guys. Behind the um, podcast. <laughs> Of screen, fellas. All right, but seriously. All right, uh, let's <laughs> move on to Lights Out. So this is gonna be a rough one, guys. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like this movie. Did you? This is this is this is honestly on par with The Conjuring too. Agreed. Me. I am right there with <laughs> you, man. Um, I think it's definitely in that range. So let's get into it. What are your positives? For lights out, the acting in this movie was great, and I'm gonna say that we are going two, to disagree. My no, friend. <laughs> here the the two lead performances that I can say that honestly carry the movie is Teresa Palmer and Maria Bello. Now that that's the mother and that's the daughter, and I think they did great. I think they carried the story. And I definitely saw a great characterization growth. So I like, I like their performances. I don't know what your problem was. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Um, all right. I will move to my positives. Um, I think to me, the best part of one of the things that really gets me with horror movies is first of all, tension, but secondly, and probably even more important is the story and the mythology that they set up. Mm-hmm. And I really loved them in this movie. They, it's so like the, the concept of how they're going to scare you is obviously very simple. Lights go off. Scary thing happens. Lights go off. Lights go on. It's gone. Lights go off. Like it's bit, it's very, it's a simple concept, right? Yeah. But they take it in such a unique and such it's just such a cool direction that they take it in. It's really original. Like it's not like, um, overtly demonic and it's just like, it's yeah, I mean, they, they use strange. Yeah. I mean, they use this, this thing that I've told that like, if I turn off the lights, it's going to be a monster. Yeah. The sheets. And, and they like, just take that and they run with it and go, they're like, how can we make a story out of this? And they do. And I really liked it. I liked how they explained some things. I like how, um, like the backstory of the monster or whatever it is. Um, I just really liked it. And the dynamic between 
and again, this is in the trailer, so it's not spoiling anything, but the dy- dy- dynamic between the mom and this creature is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely, it's not something you normally see. Like, normally, like, obviously, it's the creepy kid who's got the relationship with this creature, but for it to be the mom is such a different way to take it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely a unique take, yeah. for sure. And I really appreciated that, and um, like I said, the the other thing that I really needed in a horror movie is tension. And the scares and the tension in this, even though it's very simple in their style, they build up some incredible tension they, in this movie. The, this is a very short movie. So the fact an hour that and the, 20 minutes. So the fact that they fit in this mythology, they fit in this backstory, and, and, and everything that you basically want in a scary movie is good, is yep. fantastic to me, because... Not a lot of scary movies can do that with two hours. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they did it in like 80 minutes is just blind, mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I really um, did enjoy myself yeah. in this movie. And more, like, there were some... See, the thing is, this is the thing that, spoiler alert, I think this is ultimately going to put it above the conference for me. Just slightly above. And the reason is, I just think I was more... I got scared more often in this movie than I did in The Conjuring 2. That's just a fact. Maybe just a little bit more often, but more often because uh-huh. they built... There's some, there are some scenes in this movie where they build the tension, build the tension, build the tension, and then it comes... And it's like, oh, that was really good. And it's like, oh, that got me. Like, my heart's beating a little bit here. Um, so I did really appreciate I this movie in general. Um I do have one major negative that's something that holds it back for me, but we'll get there. Um, do you have any more positives for this? You honestly took all the positives out of my Oh, mind. really? <laughs> um, I would just, lastly, I would just say the finale of this movie is great. It, it really is. Um, I liked the end of this movie. Yeah, the ending was pretty lot. good. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving into negatives, I am going to have to definitely disagree with you on your first positive. <laughs> I think a lot of the times, be it, I couldn't tell all the time, but a lot of the times the acting slash the, some of the writing took me out of the movie. It was just really cheesy and. I, yeah, but I don't think you can say that for all of it. The, all the characters. But even, okay, the only one, the only, the only actress and by way of her, the character that I liked was the sister, who was played by, who'd you say, what was her name again? Teresa Palmer. Teresa Palmer. I thought she did a really good job, but even her, she had a scene or two where I was just like, eh, like, that was kind of cheesy. And I, again, I don't know if it was necessarily all the acting, or if it was some, because some of the dialogue, there were some lines in there where I was like, okay, that was kind of cheesy. Like, to the some of the romantic lines between the boyfriend and the, and the sister, I was just like, oh, okay, come on. And then even the line at the at the very end. Which... Okay, but that's, that's him. Wasn't huh? that him or was it her? Huh? Was it him or was that? I mean, you can't really blame her for the writing of it. I know, I that's what I'm saying. I, I think there there's moments where I'm like, okay, the writing was kind of cheesy there. But I do think there were moments of acting where I was just like, I'm just saying for me, there were moments that really took me out of it. Um, so that's gonna, that's kind of what holds it back for me because I think this isn't, this isn't the best horror movie of the year for me because I still think The Witch is the best. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother discussion. Um, so, and I think the acting is what holds it back for me overall. I know we're going to disagree here, but I just think there are too many cheesy moments. So that's me. Yeah. Do you have any negatives? I mean, the only thing I would I would say, I mean, I was kind of confused in a few parts. Okay. And it kind of jumped... From one thing to another quickly, but I mean, it, it's a fast, it's a fast movie. It's yeah, like I mean, a very short I'm movie, fun. so it's not. I'm not gonna yeah. really like discount it or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it was still. I had a great time in this movie. That was definitely one of my favorites of the year, to okay. be honest. So, okay, yeah. All right, so what do you got this movie at? Eight point two. Well, you you're higher than me, but not too higher than me. I'm at a seven point nine. So, yeah, that's I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I gave The Conjuring 2 a 7.8, so like I said, it's like right above The Conjuring 2, so that's that. Um, Ozzy, we are actually moving at a pretty fast pace right now. Yes, we are. So, we have a lot of time to get into um, the the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman. 
So just a little spoiler. This is a spoiler. Is a spoiler spoiler alert. discussion. Okay, here. we're gonna you go guys, all in. You guys had a lot of time to see this movie. Okay? <laughs> we only we're only talking about thirty extra minutes of this movie. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. Like if you've seen the regular movie, like we're not gonna spoil anything by talking about the ultimate edition because it just it clarifies something. So it's not like any big reveals that we're spoiling for you. Exactly. So if, even if you've just seen the regular edition, just stick around. Um, but if you haven't seen the movie at all, uh, maybe go watch it if you feel like it. Um, so there we go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to, I'm going to just jump into the, to, to, to my positives. Wait, wait, can we, can we first start with just a quick line? What did you think of the original Batman versus the theatrical edition? It was decent. Okay. It was okay. I wasn't, I was actually very disappointed. Um, did this, did the, um, Ultimate Edition improve your outlook of this movie at all? By like 10%. Okay. That, I mean, that's decent. That's not horrible. <laughs> um, for me, I think I, sl- I like this movie slightly more than most people, but not a lot more. I, on first viewing, I gave it a 6.8, second viewing, 6.4. Um, and my biggest issue with this, with the movie and the theatrical version was it's a narrative. It was just, all over the place. A lot of storylines just felt like they were cut short, didn't, weren't tied together well. A lot of things were trying to connect and nothing really connected. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest issue. I have other issues with it. Uh, quite a few other issues with it. But that was my biggest issue. And for me, I think the Ultimate Edition solves that issue. Now, I'm going to say this, um, like I know you want to get into it, I know you're chomping up a bit here to get into this movie, um, so I'll wrap it up quick, but what I'll start off by saying is if you don't like Zack Snyder's direction, or you don't like the tone of this movie, or you don't like some of the acting choices made, you, this the Ultimate Edition isn't going to solve any of those issues. It's not. So there's really no point in you watching it. But if you're like me and some of the structure and the editing of the movie was what really held it back, held you back from liking this, then I think check this out because it might fix some of the issues you had with it. Yeah, I mean, I give the movie this. It wasn't as choppy. Yeah. I mean, they fixed the choppy problem a lot. I mean, I feel like I just jumped right into a scene and jumped in. I'm like, whoa, slow down. But um, it was, I mean, it didn't do that much for me, to be okay. honest. I mean, I'm going to start with my positives. I All think, right. again... Ben Affleck was a big part of saving this movie okay. because he does a fantastic job as Batman and Bruce Wayne, especially the dialogue that he also has with Alfred. So I think a lot of the, I think what really saves this movie is Ben Affleck being in the movie. Agreed. Uh, he is definitely a highlight of the movie. I don't think he's my biggest highlight, but he's definitely a highlight. Of yes. The movie. A, a thing that I will say that the the movie does do the, the ultimate edition does do is that they actually give us insight as to why Superman is actually going for Batman. Exactly. So I asked Carlos, I actually really did love Henry Cavill's um, take on Superman when it came to man of steel. And I saw he is a man of steel fan. Yeah. So. When I came, when I came in, when I saw Batman versus Superman, I was like, I mean, you were just there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no purpose for you wanting to go after this guy. And I'm just like, okay, it now I understand. Sense. It makes they, more sense. The Ultimate Edition expands on his um, his motivations for going after Superman and being like wanting to, or going after Batman, wanting to take down Batman. Because in the regular, in the theatrical edition, you're kind of like he shows up at the Daily Planet and he's like, "We gotta take down the Bat," and it's just like, "What? Like, why is this all of a sudden? You're like, we gotta take down the Bat," and it's like it just comes out of nowhere. And he pursues it and pursues it and pursues it. And you're just like, dude, what did he ever do to you? <laughs> but now, it because they show some of the things where he goes and he's investigating something else. And he sees these families who have been impacted. And he hears about the things that are going on in prison because people are getting branded by him. And it's just he starts to realize that Batman has grown cruel in his age. Um, and... I think, and that definitely helps to give you motivations, and it it makes it a lot easier to follow. Yes, I Um, I certainly agree with that. I do, um, 
Now, the biggest thing that this movie fixes, the definitely by far the biggest thing, um, is the Africa stuff. Everything that happens in Africa makes 10 times, 20 times more sense. Um, because in the theatrical edition, you, all you see is these people getting shot down, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear, oh my gosh, they're blaming Superman. And it's like, and then there's these cases and you're just like, what, what, why are all these people thinking that he, like, why would Superman pick up a gun and start shit? But now they show us, like, they burned the bodies. They made it look like Superman. And they show more of this stuff and all, and some of the even corruption that was going on. And you start to see, which I, for me, I was kind of, I kind of like looked past the fog and I was able to see Luther's plan. But this, the, the, the ultimate edition makes Luther's plan a lot more clear and it makes it a lot more comprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that'll help with some people's opinion of Lex Luthor. Not all people, um, but some people. Now, so let's get into it. That's obviously the, our biggest area of contention right here. Um, so we've been ha- having this battle for a while. I've definitely had this battle with multiple people because I'm in the minority. I, vast, I definitely will acknowledge that I am in the minority with, I really liked Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I did. Sorry, come at me, come hate me all you want. I really like Lex Luthor. If I wanted a Joker, then I would have gotten Jared Leto to be in the movie. But <laughs> that's just point blank. Um, I will say this: I I did not hate him as much in the Ultimate Edition. Okay, because they do explain his motives more, and we get more, more of an elaborate plan from him, which mm-hmm. makes me not hate him as much, mm-hmm. but. Just, just his take is just so annoying, especially like in the last scene. He's like, so stupid. Like, I don't, I don't need that. That was ridiculous. I just, he wasn't threatening for me. But does he have to be? I mean, he's Lex Luthor. It's like Superman's arch enemy. But but does he have to be physically imposing? I'm not saying he has to be physically imposing. I'm saying mentally, like. Like no, like I don't know. It's just, he did. He wasn't that great of a villain to me. He was. He did not pay off. I didn't really care for his motives for for Lex at all. If if I if I actually like the animated series Lex Luthor way more than this than this than Jesse Eisenberg's He's, take. But that one, I I think that's the problem because especially a lot of people in our age range, that's the Lex Luthor we know, right? The animated series one. And he is definitely a stern, uh, like, I'm missing the word here, but he's like, he's very strong-willed and strong-minded, right? Um, and you, I think that's the Lex Luthor a lot of people wanted and were expecting. But the thing is, for me, I don't think that's the core of the character. For me, when I think of Lex Luthor, what defines him to me is his hatred of Superman. And I think that that comes across very clearly in this film. Um, now, what I will say is, at first, I completely dismissed the annoying argument. Because, to me, that's just a silly argument. But, after talking to a few people, I get where you're coming from. If you didn't like the direction that he took the character and some of the acting choices he made, then I, I can't convince you to like them. It's just, for me, they worked. For some people, a lot of people, they didn't. That's just how it is. I can't do anything to him to that. But what I've always defended is the writing of the character. And I know people will still argue with me on this, and that's fine. We can argue about it. But for me, this was a character with a lot of layers. You've got... He's got definitely got daddy issues. In his conversations with the senator, that is clear. He's got a major god complex. He's got a... Definitely got a hatred for Superman, wants to take him down, and that connects with his god complex. The dude's also a crazy mad scientist, which, don't tell me that's not who he is in the comics. Golden Age likes Luther, he was a mad scientist. Look it up. And he's just a psychopath. And I get, now I kind of understand the Joker argument where you're like, oh, he's just being the Joker. Okay, sure. Kind of, I can see the similarities with what he was playing, but... To me, he still had the core of Lex Luthor, which is the dude just had a hatred for Superman and wants okay, to take him like, down. Okay, but like we could have, okay, but they could have used 
a normal Lex Luthor instead of making him like a kitty annoying version of the okay. Joker. Like I said, like we could have had the like, legitimate like said, Joker if, take. If you don't like the acting choices. There's nothing I can do for you. You just I don't know like if we. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg could have pulled off a, a good Lex Luthor. I haven't like. I'm pretty sure he could have pulled. I'm not saying the actor. I'm saying the acting choices. Oh, okay. What well, he the made. acting choices that he made, I don't necessarily agree with them, but. I don't know, man. I mean, it it helped definitely. The movie helped me like him just a little bit more because he does have. We do have like better dialogue, and I did pay more attention to the Mm -hmm. dialogue in this movie. So I will say that that um, he did a decent job. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I hate him, and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna really say that it's like he made the movie. A horror, like he's the biggest negative yeah. in, in the movie for me. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that, but I just did not. But this character was extremely annoying to me, and it was every time he came on screen, I was rolling. Mm-hmm. I was like, here we are again. Yeah. So, all right, I think we spent enough time on Lex Luthor. Um, last thing I would just say. If you don't like his performance, that's fine. But next time you watch it, just try to look past the performance and look at the writing of the character. Yeah, because the writing is oh, actually pretty decent. He had some pretty good lines, okay. man. Um, all right, moving on. What is in the... I think we both agree on two other things, I guess, negative-wise, still. Um, the ju- the Dawn of Justice part was still shoot horror. It was extremely forced. Uh-huh. It, ch- it should not have even been there. Mm-hmm. It should have been simply a Batman versus Superman movie because that's what we want. And the thing is, like, I really like Gal Gadot as um, Wonder Woman, and I'm very much like surprisingly much looking forward to her standalone movie. Um, and I actually liked her role in this movie, but the other Donna Justice stuff, the Flash introduction, the Cyborg stuff, the Aquaman stuff, it was just like, this is so, like, just forced in there. It's like, an email? Really? That's how we're finding this stuff out? Like, and where do they get these? Lo- like, it's just like, what is happening? It's ridiculous. It's, like, it's very I, silly. I don't understand why they did that. I understand, like, they're trying to really catch up with Marvel, but mm-hmm. guys, all we, all we wanted was a Batman vs. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind giving us Easter eggs here and there, but yeah. um, there's just there's just no reason. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, which I completely agree with you. If if Aquaman would have been the one to get the spear, that would have that would have been a great introduction. Yes. But and that would have not only been a great introduction for Aquaman, but it would have completely saved the garbage that was Lois Lane in the third act of this movie. Oh my goodness, All Lois right. Lane just made everything worse. Okay, to me, Lo- Amy Adams as Lois Lane, I love Amy Adams. Don't I love Amy Adams as an actress and just she's beautiful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, and I do really like her in Man of Steel. I think she's a highlight in Man of Steel. But in this movie, overall, I thought, okay, like, she she kind of, her and, I disagree with you on Henry Cavill in general, I think he's kind of, like, bland as Superman, Um, and I think they didn't have the best chemistry in this movie, I didn't buy their love story at all, Um, and then, but then, but I think in 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 story, she had purpose in the first two acts. But in the third act, we can both agree. And I think we do both agree. There's no reason. She is so pointless. In the There's third. no reason for her to be in the freaking third act. To be She real. creates like, her own problem and then so barely solves her. And she, she doesn't even solve her own she problem. She doesn't. She throws the spear into this, what is it, like a, a lake or something? I don't even know, like a pond or something. I don't, like, so I don't even know what it's called. But she throws it in there and she's like, oh crap, we need it. She runs. And she get, tries, tries to get, to get, it. get it. Nothing. You have <laughs> to send. You literally have to send the man oh who is literally gets sick around it to go get. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It is just yeah, ridiculous. It, it, it's just so stupid. And I stands there and watches. If Aquaman comes and gets it, that all is worth it, right? But whatever. Um, do you like the actual fight, the Batman versus Superman fight? Uh, I mean, obviously nobody really likes how it ends, but other than that, it was it was all right. Yeah. I thought it was funny how Batman how Batman went up to him and Superman is just like tap yeah. and he flies away. Yeah. I mean, it was it was 
okay. I mean, it didn't really make sense to me how Superman was like, I need to talk to you. And then Batman yeah. punching him. And then he's been Superman is like, well, I, I need to save my mom. So I'm just going to throw you against the wall and do whatever Alexis. I'm just like, dude, you have I to think, try to talk to him. Remember? Yeah. So that's, the, to me, the fight was really cool. Um, but it loses some weight because Lex Luthor basically works straight in the whole thing. He tricked Batman into wanting to fight Superman and then he forced Superman to fight him. Neither of them really on their own wanted to fight the other one. And that's the thing that kind of bothers me. Although, like, I was just praising Lex and how he's a genius and orchestrated this entire thing, but at the same time, it takes away from the actual fight. So, I'm kind of torn on that issue, but... Yeah, I mean, they both have their motivations for fighting and stuff, but, I mean, what really pushed the lats, the button for, for each of them was Lex, Lex Luthor. Yeah. It's stupid, like... I don't know, it kind of took it just, away from me, did, but... Um, I... I do think I, I've come around on the Doomsday thing to the negative side of it. I used to defend Doomsday and be like, I don't think it was that forced. I am starting to agree with people. It just felt unnecessary, and a lot of the they lead up to that didn't make much in, sense. In the Ultimate Edition. No. They're, you were not allowed to bring people back from the dead. It's oh, like, well, is your jury here? No. Then let's do it. Just do it. And yeah, then just let him take control of the ship. And it's it. just like, okay. Um, and, but I actually, although I think Doomsday was forced, ultimately, um, I really liked that fight. And that, and that's the thing with this movie is there, there are a lot of nerdgasm moments. See, but I feel like Doomsday should have been a villain that the whole Justice League should have taken care of. I agree. Because they go with this freaking death of, death of Superman and it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work at all. But were you entertained by the fight itself? The fight was, like... It, the fight was all of, what, five minutes for me? Because okay. Lois... Because it got taken away by Lois Lane being True. more dramatic. Like, I love you, Superman. He's like, I love you. Yeah. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to die for you. Whatever you want, babe. And then he... No. I'm just saying the action. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the action I mean, the it was, it was decent. Movie. I mean, Batman was kind of just there yeah. <laughs> until he shot his... True. His grenade. I mean, um, it was. I mean, I'd say the thing that the person who really made that fight worthwhile was definitely Gal Gadot. That's wonderful. Because the only thing Superman did was come in from the sky, punch him into those things that I don't know, those, the, like this power plant or mm-hmm. whatever that exploded, and then he's ended. He ended up getting tossed around. Batman's just, he, he's, he's human. He can't do much. Yeah. So, I mean, she's really the one who's really throwing down. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel that that villain should have been saved for a Justice League movie. Agreed. Because... And there's just too much thrown in. Like, there's too much going on. You have Batman vs. Superman. You have the origin of the Justice League, kind of. Um, you have the death of Superman. And then you, you also have, have this, like, like, some random... trials and stuff like that? Well, that... Yeah. Um, I actually didn't mind the trials. Um... Which I know I'm in the minority there, I think. Um, and then you also have, which is something that when I saw it in the theater, I, me and all the people I went to go see it with freaked out because it was awesome to see. When Flash shows up after just giving Batman a vision, that was freaking awesome. I'm sorry. When I first saw it, it was great. But then you watch the rest of the movie, no reference to it See, whatsoever. Not, I wasn't, I wasn't that excited about it because one, I wasn't clear who the hell it was when I first saw That's it. That's the thing. But if you knew who it was, I think you would have been more like, "Oh my gosh!" But because he, when it happened, I thought this is a game changer. They're going in a completely different direction than I thought, and then wasted. They didn't. Batman literally never talks about it the the entire rest of the movie. He hints at it towards Wonder Woman. He's like. I have a feeling. But that's it. I mean, that's all you got. And it's just like, what? This should have been such a huge event. And it's just like, poof, it's gone. No, I, (laughs) I didn't. You, we even talked about it in the car. Um, I didn't even know that it was like a vision that he gave Batman because it was still literally just a Batman versus Superman moment. Yeah. So it was just like, that's why I was confused. I was like, Carlos, I'm pretty sure he was dreaming that. He's like, no, dude, it was a vision. I was like, Superman. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, th- this is like, okay, the ultimate edition is like three hours long, right? 
Um, and that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and there are definitely things that could have been cut out. Dream sequences for days that could have been cut out. Um, there are way too many. It starts off with one, so we're already on a bad foot. Um, <laughs> but it's, I just, too many dream sequences. I, there's so much that could have been cut out for this 30 minutes that would have made the plot so much more cohesive, but then also thinned out the movie so you don't have all this fat that you just don't need and you waste it anyway. So I, I just don't know what to do. I mean, guys, it's not... The movie is just a little bit better. It's not yeah. amazingly better. It's not something that you have to see that will make you love the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hey, if you want to go out of your way and go get it, go get it. But it's the, not The problem is you can't rent it, which we found out t- today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had to buy it, which is a little frustrating. But... Um, it's not, it's not, it's not worth buying. Just when, when it's available to rent, go rent it. And yeah. then if you, but if you like Batman v Superman, go buy it. Cause I'm sure this will make it even better for you. Yeah. If you guys want to um, know like if it made me train, like some of you are, I know some of people are saying like, Oh, like, does it make this better than civil war? No, no. I, I still, I no. still think civil Heck war no. is a great movie. They don't need an ultimate addition to make it better. They don't need that. I mean, it would be yeah. fun. I mean, I would have mind. But, um, no, it does not. It, I don't need that. You know, I wish we would get an ultimate edition for in the Marvel Universe. What? Age of Ultron. That yes. would make that movie probably great because I, I think, think that movie's good. I think I'm in a minority because I still had, I saw, a, I saw a great time with that movie, but we're getting sidetracked here. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So what did you give the movie originally and what do you, what'd you give the ultimate edition? I'm pretty sure I'm not, I don't think I remember what I gave it. I think I gave it a solid 5.5 maybe. Okay. But what would you give it now? I would give it like a 6.1. Okay. Um, you were definitely lower on the movie to begin with than I was. Um, like I said, I was was at a six point. I'm at a six point four for the theatrical edition. For me, it gets it closer to the good range because I do think that the narrative was the biggest problem, and they solved that issue. But it's not quite there, so I'm bumping it up to even just a, a six point nine. Honestly, like I still really, I I think it's if you are a fan of DC Comics, you can have fun with this movie. I just don't. There's too many issues for me to give a full endorsement for somebody to be like, yeah, you don't know anything about comics? Go for it. Because I still think there's a ton of issues with this movie. It's just, I think the biggest issue was solved with the Ultimate Edition. They just need to really stop trying to catch, play catch up. Take your time and really establish these characters. Okay, if you want to set up an Easter egg, let's let's set up Mm -hmm. an Easter egg, but don't force it. Yeah. Doomsday, the Justice League, all that was forced and it could have been saved for, and, and I think if they would have saved these things, it would have been pe- a better payoff. Okay. Um, true. If, I, I agree. If Doomsday comes back, cool, and let's use him in a better way because mm-hmm. Doomsday is a huge character, is a huge, you, you think Doomsday and it's Death of Superman, you mm-hmm. think Justice League, I would love to see the Justice League go up against Doomsday, I would love, and I know the main villain right now is Dark Side. Yeah, definitely going in the Dark Side direction. Yeah, but I would also love to see them go up against Doomsday. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a solo Superman movie go up against Doomsday, because that is definitely one of his biggest uh, villains. Yeah. So I was very disappointed with that take on on. If it was anything, I'm very disappointed in is Doomsday. Okay. Um, um, let me ask it. you something. There are there's a lot of people who after this movie are very anti Zack Snyder. Are you in that boat where you're nervous about Justice League because yes, Zack Snyder's yes, directing? Yes. Even though you liked Man of Steel. Yes. And yes. Listen, I I liked Man of Steel. And I this Man of Steel made me really like Superman. Because we got this action, we we got like a different take on Superman, which is why I appreciated his take on it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's honestly why I I know I'm in the minority, but that's why I ended up liking Man of Steel. Is because okay. it's a different take. We're, we're getting a lot of action, and it's, and I had a fun time with the movie. Now, um, I'm gonna watch the, I'm gonna rewatch this movie again, Man of Steel, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna definitely give another watch. My problem is, it's just, he tried to add so much into this movie, and yes, you can, yes, this man films beautifully, like, I, there's no one, yeah. like, I'm not gonna deny that, but 
you're and yes, you you do write great scripts. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, like you force so much into this one movie, and yeah. it's just ridiculous. What about the I, tone? Do you like the tone of these movies? Or are you tired of? The I want to have a fun time for once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to laugh more. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so dark all the time. Everybody sure. got into this Christopher Nolan darkness, and it's yeah. just like. I'm going to compare it to Civil War. Civil War was a very dark Captain America mm-hmm. movie, but we still had fun. Yeah. We still had fun with some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Even with the two main characters, which is Iron Man and Captain America, yeah. we still had fun. Um, I do think that this, the DCEU, which is what it's called, whatever, mm-hmm. um, could use a breath of fresh air. But based on what we've been hearing early out of Justice League, I'm actually... I'm hopeful for Justice League. I'm not, like, going into it like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for Justice League. But I'm hopeful for it. Yeah, I know they're taking a new direction. I know Jeff Johns, I think, is, is taking over when it comes to productions and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, he is the overarching guy now. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's a good thing. It's just, um, so if he's going to be taking over the helm of everything, I yeah. mean, it's very hopeful because mm-hmm. he does write he does write comics. Yeah. So it, And he has very good storylines. So I'll, I hope that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Zack Snyder, I don't know, man. He needs to pick it up because uh-huh. this is this is really. I'm. I mean, if Justice League does not do good, it's I'm I'm giving up at this point. With, I mean, because it's Suicide Squad. Is, I hope Suicide Squad is good. That's what I was gonna get to. Because what's strange is most people, for most people, we're looking forward to Suicide Squad, right? Everyone, Suicide Squad. Most people expect that movie to be fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and but then Justice League we're kind of nervous about because of Zack Snyder. But then Gal Gadot was the best part of Batman v Superman. So obviously, a lot of people are looking forward to the Wonder Woman movie. And then obviously, a lot of people are looking forward to the Batman standalone movie because, because these are all directed by different people. Exactly. So that I don't think so that's the that's the strange thing. That's why I don't think people. It's weird because people are like, oh, Zack Snyder's in charge, so we're nervous about the DCEU. But then every other movie except Zack Snyder-directed movies, everyone's excited because about. Because this man, just, it's, he's just doing like a dark... So I'm tired thing. of people being like, oh, DC can't get their crap together. When, no, it's just, you don't like Zack Snyder's style, no, which it's is not, fine. And it's not the fact that I don't like Zack Snyder. I, I really, uh, there are some films I actually like from him, mm-hmm. but it's just... I'm not even directly talking to you. I'm just saying in general. Three hours, bro? I just find it strange. Yeah. I just find it strange that people are saying that the DCEU, people are nervous about it. But every, every, almost every movie people are excited about except for Justice League. No, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Which, again, this could all, my argument can go to complete crap if Suicide Squad sucks. Which I'm hoping it doesn't. I hope it doesn't either, because yeah. that that I'm actually really could well, be that could I'm be really looking forward to that, that could be the Guardians of the Galaxy for the DC yes. universe. So. I think it's going to make Guardians more than Guardians money. Honestly, well, we'll see. Guardians, I think, made seventy million opening weekend, something like that, and that was a lot for them. But Suicide Squad's tracking at like one twenty five. We'll see. That's I mean, insane. I mean, you, you're talking about characters that are more that are bigger. You got more. You got bigger you characters have, in this you movie. Don't underestimate the value of the Joker in this movie. Exactly. I mean, you got the Joker, and you have Harley Quinn, and as and it's Margot I mean, Robbie, which perfect cast. Exactly. Definitely. All right, we're getting into and a you have preview Will Smith. Of I mean, you have Club. big names, not sure. only big character names, but you also have big actors' names in yeah. these movies. I'll give DC this. DC has bigger actors, na- bigger yeah. names when it comes to actors in these movies. I think the competition, so, the real competition, will be what makes more money. For me, I'm going to be looking at what makes more money: Suicide Squad or Guardians Two, because now all those actors and guard, like now Chris Pratt is like a god, or basically <laughs> when it comes to movie stars. Um, when at the time he was transitioning into movies, so now I'll be interested to see what Guardians Two makes in comparison to Suicide Anyway, we're getting into box office talk. Whatever. Um, let's um, end our Batman v Superman talk here. Um, so, what is your recommendation, Ozzy? We'll just go right into that. I'm gonna say The Conjuring, the first Conjuring. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time with it. It was definitely a great scary movie. Yeah, um, um, definitely I, one of my, my favorites favorite, of all time. Yeah, it's my favorite horror movie of all time. So, yeah. No. Um, 
It's interesting. We didn't coordinate this beforehand, I swear. <laughs> we. I also have a horror movie. I have The Witch, which came out this year. It's. I know I've talked about it in this podcast before, but it is the best horror movie of the year. It is not conventional horror. I have it's to see that movie, guys. Very atmospheric. It's very creepy. And the more you sit back and think about it after you watch it, the more you'll just be disturbed. And for me, that's what makes it the best horror movie of the year. Um, so check it out if you like horror. Um, before we wrap up, um, we are planning on getting our next episode out by Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the plan. We are going to see Killing Joke on Monday night. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to review that. We're going to be talking Comic-Con stuff because... Probably going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. We already and got Netflix stuff to talk about. Captain Fantastic. Yes, and maybe, definitely Captain Fantastic, Captain Fantastic, which is not a superhero movie, despite its name, and maybe another indie movie. So we could have a packed episode coming up. We might split it in two. See. We don't know, guys. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. We're random people. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, so that's what's going to be happening with our next episode. So, Ozzy, you want to wrap us up? Let's wrap up. Carlos, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram, at Cherry456. Um, sometimes I tweet little behind-the-scenes videos. So um, This man goes out. on rants, guys. Oh, it's true. <laughs> um, you should check my Twitter for my... Every time you're mad, go on his Twitter. He relates. <laughs> <laughs> or I, even last night, I was talking about Netflix stuff and how I loved the Netflix pocket DC or MCU pocket of the mcu so check that out just talking about that um yeah all right guys you guys can find me on twitter at castro ozzy and we hope you guys enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on itunes stitcher or soundcloud guys please really do um rate and review our podcast on itunes that would make this podcast bigger and it helped us a lot so we really appreciate that guys we hope you enjoyed the show this is screen fellas 